Hey, it's your wingman Kagan, and welcome to the Dangerously Vulnerable Podcast, where we talk to honest leaders who care less about perception and more about the success of others. Today, we're going to dive into a visionary's life and learn how adversity, failings, and bad decisions have shaped their lives, their thinking, and their definition of success. There's absolutely no room for inflated success stories, so you can take notes on the learnings that have shaped them for the better. This podcast is brought to you by Height Digital in Oklahoma City, one of the leading creative and marketing agencies for visionaries looking to accelerate their growth and increase their revenue. Let's go. Michael Hirsch, how's it going? Well, thank you. It's always good to see you too. Um, so I want to jump into this. Thanks for being on to the Dangerously Vulnerable uh, podcast. If I remember correctly, the last podcast that we were on together, um, I was the one being vulnerable. And so I'm excited to really shift and turn that back on you. Because if I remember correctly, and you just reminded me before we got on this is like, I got emotional. I got emotional at a point and I can't even remember what I got emotional about, but I do. I, I remember that it was emotional. So, so, so do you remember what it was? I can exactly. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, I will tell you, so what that was, that had to have been over two years ago, had to have been. And uh, I will tell you that I've had many more vulnerable moments since then. And uh, most of them, I would say, have been positive leading into a better direction with Madison and also with my children. So hopefully, I think you've, you've been able to see that. You know, I work with Sayla a lot, your wife, and um, and express my brand and I think she's been able to see that too. Like there is a major, major work in progress. And I, and I think I'm still hiding in the closet crying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Well, this is, this is more about you, not about me. Um, but I, I do want our audience to, uh, learn a little bit more. You've been on a journey and what I love about you is that you make your professional journey look effortless. Okay. From if I were to walk in, uh, and I were to see some of the things you've accomplished, you would never know, um, that Michael Hirsch was one of the ones that actually created that. And I, and I say that in a very positive way. Um, I think well, I was actually thinking about this before I was thinking, so what's the difference between me and Michael? And I was like, Michael makes it look effortless. And if people looked and I was the one doing it, they'd be like, Oh man, Kagan's over there, like digging the ditch, like wiping sweat and everything else. Like, man, he had to work really hard for this. And so there's, there's something about that, but your, but your professional journey, uh, and which is starting, uh, in a really unique, uh, direction now. And I want you to talk about that, but also, 
personally, you've done some incredible things. So if you don't mind, just give us a little bit of hint of who you are, what you're doing now, and what you've also been what you've also been known for on the personal side. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. That is another difference between between you and me. I would not I would not tuck myself away at a Barnes and Noble. (laughs) (laughs) That is the last place you will find me unless you invited me. Yeah.
Yes. I didn't know when we were going to mention this. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, quite something, quite something. Uh, so it's it's funny, uh, you know. We think Michael has energy, but when you get with Sayla, it is a whole nother level. And I don't know how you haven't gotten her to just go ahead and do the Ironmans with you, because I think that if you did them together, you would be winning medals like every single time. It would be incredible. So question, does she do this with you or does she support from the sidelines or what is she, what is she doing for you on that? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is where it stops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to give I I want to definitely give credit and talk a little bit more about Kidvation because I think that's really exciting. By the way, Looking at your overall uh, website thus far, from what I see, it looks spectacular. And I don't understand why uh, it can only be for kids. Um, so, and I think you're going to find that adults are going to be asking, how in the world can I be a part of this? Um, so I think it's truly inspiring. 
but I, I think that your personal journey is really interesting because I think what it's done and tell me if I'm wrong and I'm happy to be wrong. Uh, but I think it's actually provided you or given you or increased maybe your capacity for being able to handle these new ventures, these new opportunities. And, and the only reason I say that is probably comparing, again, uh, this is not a comparing you and me, but let's just make it that for a second, is that, you know, both of us have started multiple things. And I think we've both seen each other's, uh, you know, struggles to some degree, though I think you make it look effortless most of the time and you smile. I'm like the complete, like, you know, optimist, pessimist. I can't figure out which one I am. I can't figure out who I identify with most there. And, uh, and so it's, it's really interesting how you have been able to, to deal with the challenges that you face in these, in these new startups. And I know that Kidvation has been in your mind for a long time. Um, it's continued to, to iterate and evolve. Um, and I, I think it's incredible, but I want to step back because I don't believe that's where it started. I think that your personal journey has really helped you get to this point. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Mhm. Mm right. Right.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun to see how you can make such a huge impact in a child's life. But when you were talking about that, I was thinking about the impact that you're actually making on the family's life, you know, with families and just the the current generation, I would say that I would say that a lot of times we we struggle. Um, we look back and we see how we grew up. And I know that some of us have had horrible, horrible home lives and some of us have had good ones. And then some would say, Oh, I couldn't have gotten better. Right. But we all struggle in some way to how do we move forward from that? Like most people I would think are not trying to recreate it. Right. And so I think it's hard for people though, to understand how they do that for their child. How do they, how do they help make progress in their overall you know, family life, but not recreate what they had or go too drastic. And I think, I think invasion gives a lot of support to the family, right? Um, because, you know, if I, if I sat here and I, and I looked at Eller and Statham and I said, all right, we're going to start another business. Well, first off, my wife would fall over. Um, absolutely. She, she, she would fall over or she would just she would just kill me right there. Um, and, uh, but, but in the end, like that's actually not always, that's not always the starting point. Sometimes it's the imagination, uh, and fueling that imagination. I am like all about action. You have this, you want to do this? Let's do it. You know, let's go all out hundred percent. Actually, let's do 200%, you know, let's do it until we die, you know, and I think you have a, <laughs> I think you have, I've, I've changed. Okay. I'm changing. And I think being around you more, uh, has, has helped me with that, but you have a, a really unique ability and the partners that you have have a very unique ability to 
create an environment where people can be free to imagine, but not feel the pressure as if that they have to go so far because that's just what success looks like. Um, and I don't know if that makes sense or not, um, but but I think it's I think it's very uh, beneficial for the child to be able to have that no pressure, like oh. I've got to go the next step. If I imagine this, then I'm always going to have to go the next step. What happens if they just imagine and they just get to play in that realm for a little bit, right? I don't know. Right. When you were saying that, I was thinking about all the meetings that I sit in with all these companies. And I think about how much it lacks imagination and creativity. Like I usually go in trying to bring that out in people so that we can identify what we truly care about and want to work towards. I will be amazed and I would absolutely love if we could see this in 10 years, right? As these kids get older, 
it would be amazing to be able to sit in rooms and offices and meetings with these people and see how those meetings go. See, see the difference in conversations, see the quality and the, the overall actions that we could be taking as companies and as organizations uh, and as people, I think it's going to be pretty incredible. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to see that, you know, and, and be able to see that ROI, you know, because we'll have to follow every single person around. But I think, I think you're onto something. And I think it's going to be impactful Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when there's more creativity, it's it's a uh, it's infectious. It's infectious. It's it's moving. It's a uh, it's it's something that it's it's hard to stay away from. Uh, I, yeah. So some people might say, Michael, you're full of a lot of fluff. Imagination doesn't get you anywhere in life. And uh, whether people believe that or not, there's a lot of real life uh, that goes into this and the reality. And I think this uh, is where I would really like to pivot to your personal uh, struggle 
And that was one of the races that you were in. Uh, and you struggled. And I don't think your imagination was probably, you probably were thinking, why would I ever imagine that I could do this? Right. <laughs> and, um, I'd love for you to, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about where you were, what you were experiencing and how you were able to, to overcome. <laughs> Dark imagination. Two different things, baby. My legs are burning. <laughs> Barry. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's a nice thought.
What were you thinking? You were, you stopped. Like you stopped, like I'm giving up or I'm stopped. I don't know if my body can actually do this. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No middle seat, man. No middle seat. What does that mean? <laughs> Wrecked. Yeah.
Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so much joy. So much joy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Holy moly. <laughs> wow.
So we would sit on here for another two hours counseling session. Um, I, I was just replaying. I just replaying some of the moments in my life where it almost, you know, you just feel like, well, I'll just give up. You know, that seems like the only, the only choice. Like I, I can't see how through this struggle. And if I only, if I go more, I'd probably, I'm going to sit down on a water cooler again. And you know what? Maybe I'm going to be laying down at that point. And uh, it, it's pretty inspiring. And I think one of the things that really touched me in that was the questions and that the guy had, first off, he was very empathetic. He knew, he knew, he knew what you were going through because he couldn't have asked those he could not have asked those questions if he did not know what you were going through, you know? Um, but I think also we are so much into the hype of motivation and, you know, looking at people, you know, you can do this, you can do this. If people are down, you telling them that they can do this does not usually help them as it should they're they believe they can't do it that's why they're sitting <laughs> so you just telling someone that they can do that doesn't really help them move forward and what was incredible about that experience is that he helped you critically think and helped you identify the actions that would make your dream a reality your vision a reality and it looked nothing like the hype man. And I'm not saying that the hype man's not great sometimes. But in those moments, I don't think you wanted 15 people around you cheering cheering for you. It would have been exhausting emotionally to think of how to navigate that. You needed that guy to ask those three questions. Dude, I completely agree. Thanks for the plug. I, I do. Yeah. Right.
Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. He didn't even solve your problem. <laughs> I mean, it'd been great if he picked you up and started, like, you know, carrying you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No. Okay. Remind me of the questions again. Uh, are you hurt? Uh, what was the second? Are you going to quit? And then can you walk? Right? Wow. Incredible. I'm sniffling because I, I got a little emotional. I don't know why I get so emotional with you. You're a good storyteller. Maybe that's what I get. I get so consumed with this. Um, okay. Well, we are absolutely way over time, but this was incredible. Yeah, right. Well, it hits me in the face and sometimes I feel like I'm sitting on the water cooler or about to fall off. <laughs> so, it, it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now there's, there is one question though, that I, I do, I, I do want, um, you know, it, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I, I, I think it's probably gone viral, but that's only an assumption there was a, there was a guy now I can't remember his name. I even talked to him. That's so bad. He's going to listen to this and be like, he doesn't even remember my name. Uh, but he talked about, and then uh, I know, <laughs> right. And then moments. Do you remember that? Did you watch that? Um, the, uh, and he talked, it was on a Ted, it was on a Ted talk in, or in Oklahoma, Oklahoma city or Norman. And he talked about, and then moments. Yeah. Were you there? Taylor. That's who it is. Incredible.
Okay. Okay. Oh, man, that was a very honest, that was a very honest thing. Um, though I hope you just listened to that and, uh, Michael will be doing that in the next 24 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that being said, you did not get here by yourself. And I think that is the one thing that listening to listening to these conversations, listening to people who have had success, failure, whatever, a lot of the times we leave still in a belief, a wrong belief, that it was them who got themselves there. And I think that is I think that is so far from the truth. I don't even believe in the self-made millionaires. I don't believe in any of that crap. There are too many people involved. And I would love to know who are your top three to five people. And I know that is, that's hard. I, that's hard to say because I know there've been so many and who would be the top three to five people that you can think off the top of your head that have been those and, and the moments for you that, because of this person, I got here. Oh my gosh. No way. No way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, incredible. This has been moving. It's been, uh, it's just been a good time of reflection. It's been refresh- refreshing uh, to me. So it's always, uh, you know, I, I had to stop podcasting for a little bit. We just had a really rough, uh, you know, 2022. And it was, I would say it's one of the hardest in my life. I mean, it got hit personally, like a f- freaking freight train. And then, um, you know, on the business side, it was really rough. And, um, I think I've had a lot of those cooler moments over the last, <laughs> over the last, um, you know, year. And it's, a uh, it's incredible, uh, to be able to see where we are now. Thanks for joining us today on another episode of the Dangerously Vulnerable Podcast. To learn more about me, the Visionaries Wingman, head over to KaganHinson.com. If you're willing, subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and tell us what you think. Until next time, keep breaking through those barriers that are holding you back from accomplishing your extraordinary vision.